Hello, everybody. Welcome back for another video. Hope you're all doing well and that you're all having a fantastic day. That one works. As always, a very big thank you to everyone who leaves a like, who leaves a comment, or who subscribes. Very big thank you to the new Patreon supporters. Hello to you out there. And without further ado, let's. there's a lot to cover. There's... I don't know what's happening in this space right now, but every single day seems to just kind of be completely all over the place. For those of you not looking at the screen, it says technical analysis. Ethereum could rally if it clears this key breakout zone. There's a lot of coulda, woulda, shoulda, maybe this might happen price news floating around. A lot more than many other days. Um, it appears as if currently we are in a state within the cryptocurrency market that we could move back up. Uh, we've been hearing this for the last couple of weeks, believe me. Um, however, uh, we've gotten to the point where after the sideways trading and the constant range that we've been stuck in, uh, we look like as if we are going to start moving <clears throat> in, of course, one of two directions. Uh, but a lot of people are betting on a movement upward. I'm not exactly sure why that's the uh, general sentiment in the air, but a lot of people are betting on something moving upward. It says Litecoin price analysis recovery possible if it clears $50. I'm sure a lot is possible if it even goes up to $60 or maybe $100. Maybe sky's the actual limit at that point. So here is the beginning of the actual crazy news for today. Not sure how many of you heard about this. It says, according to the latest Bureau of Labor Statistics Consumer Price Index, or the CPI, U.S. inflation remains scorching hot as it has risen at its fastest yearly rate since 1981. June CPI data reflected a 9.1% year-over-year increase even though a number of bureaucrats and economists thought May's CPI data would be the record peak. So, <clears throat> we heard back in 2020 that inflation was here, and that, however, it was simply transitory. Transitory meaning it would not be lasting for long. We would pass right through it. It would be a bump in the road. However, it keeps getting worse and worse every single month. Not even year on year, it, which is also going to be terrible when we actually see the yearly charts. But as far as it stands right now, um, inflation continues to rise. And one of the weirdest portions of the news is, is that this is the U.S. dollar. This is the de facto world currency that everyone else has to use. And there's also a chart to show you exactly how bad it is across other countries as well. Part of the other issue is, is that 9.1% uh, might actually be a bit too low. Why do I say this? The idea of the of the CPI is basically a literal basket of goods that people assume that other people are buying at the supermarket. You throw these things into a basket, you see how much more expensive they have become over the course of the last month based on supply chain issues, based on this, based on how much it costs to buy the wheat or buy the grain or buy this or so and so and so. You look at the basket, you come up with the price, you measure it to last month and you say, okay, things have gone up by 9.1%. That's still absolutely disgustingly insane. The other part being is that it's it's a literal small basket of goods. It doesn't take into account the actual price sometimes of meat 
that families might be buying. It doesn't take into account the actual cost of petrol or gasoline or rent that people are also paying. This is just the consumer price index, how much people are consuming in this basket of goods at a supermarket. This is kind of the general, very basic idea of it. We've gone over the the issue before that a lot of people, I watch videos all the time and I call them documentaries sometimes. They're normally 20, 30 minute, you know, splurts of news or videos that people have made, sometimes like larger news networks, DW, what have you. <clears throat> and we have talked about this, even just within the United States. They had a chart before. I'm sure you've seen the chart or probably have been affected by the chart. They showed, I, I, I think, the lowest uh, rental increases across the U.S. were in like Tennessee, Mississippi, and a couple of other places. And that was like 15 to 20% over the last year. There are many places like New York, California, Miami, like even Washington State, <clears throat> where rent has gone up by like 55%. 75% in like certain extreme cases, but anything more than 2 or 3%, which is the normal usual level of inflation, is absolutely terrible. And a lot of people across the board, especially when it comes to like mega companies, are just tr- taking advantage of the fact that there is inflation and they can basically raise their prices a lot higher. We've also gone over that before. A lot of people are actually saying that when they go to the supermarket, depending on what they buy, prices have actually doubled. It hasn't gone up by 9%. It hasn't gone up by 12% or even 15%. They see that the cucumber, the tomato, the other thing that they were using to make the salad, all the prices of these things have now doubled. So the bringing it on back, the news that we have gotten or received uh, is that it is only 9.1%, which is an outright lie. But at the same time, we are in the situation where the world reserve currency and the people behind it cannot outwardly say, uh, hey, it's actually around 24.5%. The world's actually in trouble. Um, everyone hunker down because that doesn't. And, and it's, I'll show you the other charts and I'll show you exactly how bad that it is across the entire scope of everything. And part of the problem is this still isn't going to be ending anytime soon. And I think that that's the actual. Worst part, Um, inflation continues to climb higher in America as the CPI numbers for June show another monthly increase. It says over the past 12 months, the items, the all items index increased by 9.1% before seasonal adjustment. The Bureau of Labor Statistics reported the increase was broad based with the indexes for gasoline, shelter and food being the largest contributors. The inflation increase in June was yet another record-setting spike as it rose at its fastest pace since November 1981. Um, I, there's a lot more that I want to say, but for the, and I know that people like my rant sometimes, but this is uh, we 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 we've pushed ourselves into a corner where a lot of the numbers that are coming out are so fraudulent, and people are being told one thing and it's completely another thing. If you've also been looking at the um. Uh, job reports and how many jobs have been created or how many people now have jobs from before. A lot of these numbers, and, and I, I don't know if it's the same in every single country, but the way that the U.S. normally does it is they, they base their job losses or job creation or job whatever, people finding job numbers, uh, partially on the idea that, let's say over the, I'm going to round it down, let's say over the course of a, a month, you had a million people who were sending out resumes or CVs to look for a job. 
Over the course of next month, it goes to 1.1 million people who are sending in these CVs or resumes to look for a job. The next month, it falls down to 700,000. That number then gives an uptick on the amount of people who have found jobs in the United States. Part of the problem is they're simply basing it on the amount of people who have sent these things out. A lot of times people get discouraged. A lot of times people have been searching for a job for two years and they simply can't find anything. But the, the, the decrease in the amount of people sending in resumes or CVs uh, to actually find the job, that decreasing uh, then rises the number for the amount of people who found jobs, even though they may not have found a job. The numbers are all terrible, and I uh, really wonder exactly what's happening behind the scenes. I've been discussing this, of course, of course, of course. This is like this is not even major news anymore. Like it's like history making news that's affecting all of us. A lot of my friends, we've been all talking about this, and like we really wonder how bad things actually are like behind the scenes if this is the news that we're getting that has like trickled down to us and that we are lucky enough to read what's actually happening like what's the real thing that's happening behind the scenes like what is the like what are the actual conversations that the federal reserve is having month after month with people who are in the know and they're like we can't get this under control we have no idea what's actually going on there's a whole bunch of um speculation now that the Federal Reserve may even try to uh, increase interest rates even more. But part of the problem is is that's going to cause the stock market and therefore the economy, if you will, to also fall even harder, which will then cause inflation to raise even higher because they'll have to continue printing more money to be able to try and get that under control, which will increase prices for everyone. It's it's just this constant uh, cycle and loop that we can't seem to get out of at this point. Uh, this is the thing that I found yesterday, and I made sure to find it right now. I thought this was quite interesting. Uh, there's a a Twitter page called a uh, Bitcoin Magazine, and I, years ago they used to actually post, uh, you know, things about Bitcoin. But now they simply just post uh, kind of news and information like this. And they posted exactly what the inflation rate around the world and other countries is and currently is at the moment. And it's really staggering because the idea of a of a 9.1% inflation rate in some sort of way, as we're being told this news, is meant to be like, oh, but see, it's not that bad because look at how terrible theirs is. 9.1% is completely out of, out of control, especially when you factor in, once again, no one's wages have risen by at least 10% in the last year. If you rose your hand and were like, mine did, you're probably one of the only people watching this right now who actually was lucky enough to have that. All of my friends, even the ones who've been asking to like get raises in the last two years have literally gone to their bosses and they were like, hey, inflation's like 10, 11, 12%. My rent has gone up, but my wages have not. And the boss is like, okay, fine, we can give you like a 3% raise. And it's like, that literally does not cut it because my rent has gone up by 20 to 30% at the same exact time. Here's it, um, a larger version of the actual chart. <clears throat> For those of you not looking at it, um, the inflation rates are 54%, 59%, 60%, 78% in Turkey. And Turkey is normally like the, whoa, that sounds incredibly... High for an inflation rate, 78%. Uh, there's 139%, 167%, 192%. And Lebanon has 211% inflation. And everywhere else, this is the chart for the countries that, that are just above 15%. Keeping in mind that we had news before. 
I think it was Germany or France was also above 12%. So, you know, 12% didn't even make the cut for a for a 15% increase. With the world reserve currency currently being over 9% at least that we've been told about, which is absolutely terrible. So, as one might have expected, this was, of course, uh, incredibly popular news. Everyone's talking about it, especially over the fact that this is the highest that we've been since here, there, or the other, and it's terrible for the economy. And uh, one of the main things that constantly gets left out of this conversation is the actual people living through this event. So it always falls back to, well, inflation's really high. How is that going to affect the markets? Inflation keeps rising. Will the Fed do something to save the markets? As opposed to being like, hey, there's around 7 billion people who are currently affected by their governments and their banks' decisions to continue trying to make stock markets rise over the last, was it 12, 13, 14 years and not actually caring about their citizens. And now that people are upset, this is, you know... If you didn't watch yesterday's video, give it a little watch so you can see exactly uh, more of what's happening around the world because it's not just the U.S. and and stuff is already... uh, Anyway, so um, yes, of course, this was um, very popular news. The really weird thing uh, was that the cryptocurrency market fell after this information came out. For those of you who don't understand the original idea of scarcity, digital scarcity, uh, supply and demand, there's not a lot of it, or it does the opposite of what the US dollar does. Uh, Bitcoin, not not only in nature, but in itself is deflationary. The idea has been for a very long time, and this is what worries me because we have so many people who are in the Bitcoin market from the traditional financial market who don't understand any of this, and this is when they end up panic selling, is that if the US dollar is doing terribly... Bitcoin should logically, in essence, be doing better. Why? Because the dollar inflates and Bitcoin does not. One Bitcoin is still equal to one Bitcoin. And while the US dollar continues printing more of itself, we know mathematically exactly how much Bitcoin there is being created per day and will be created per tomorrow and also in five years and exactly when that reward will get cut in half etc, etc. So the cryptocurrency market fell uh, because we are so heavily correlated to the stock market. Uh, The news also floating around because there's so much of it is that um, it appears as if once again, this is why I think so many people are discussing and talking about uh, could we be going back up in price? is that it looks like Bitcoin's price might have bottomed at this point. It looks like Bitcoin's price may be as low as it could go or already has gone, and therefore this may be the beginning of the uptick higher. I don't have any of the charts here from Twitter as well. There are a lot of people who like really, I don't know how much they're studying the charts, but they kind of, um, yeah, we went over this about two weeks ago where they show like the actual comparisons to the actual drops in the market before. And we have done that exact chart once again. And we are currently at the lowest point in price comparatively wise. And this is why I, I think according to the charts by September, end of September, beginning of October, uh, we should 
be around a 25, 26, 27,000 Bitcoin. Do not hold me to those numbers. I am basing this off of a chart that I saw on Twitter. But a lot of people are saying that if we do hit those numbers, then we are in a proper trend reversal. And this is where we get all the really big uh, where Bitcoin's price will be by 2024, 2025 news. Uh, luckily, I don't know, Ali, it says Bitcoin's price above $20,000, Ethereum recovers and Matic surges. Can you guess why the cryptocurrency market went back up? It was basically because of the, um, I clicked on the wrong one the uh, stock market. Stocks went down when we had inflation news. The cryptocurrency market went down as we had inflation news. And then the stock market futures are currently going up. So can you guess what happened to the Bitcoin market as well? And also, once again, just to throw it into the price news, um, this person on the screen is not the only one saying this. There's a huge amount of fervor of energy around Bitcoin right now from some of the richest people on the planet, what have you, uh, who are all confident that by 2024, 2025, we are going to be near a half a million dollar to a million dollar Bitcoin. I would share their general sentiment if the if the last two years, Bitcoin's price had consistently gone up. The last two years have been a very big um, test for Bitcoin, and it's kind of failed horribly. And I mean that as far as when I first got into crypto a thousand and a half years ago, the entire idea was, and what everyone spoke about, and what Andreas Antonopoulos spoke about, and what even, and I dare not, you know, he who not be named, uh, Roger Ver, until he flipped over to the Bitcoin cash side. And all these tons of other people was that uh, they predicted that the U.S. dollar would continue to inflate. Got it. They continued that inflation would get out of control and a number of countries around the world would begin to collapse economically. Cool. They were right. A lot of them also began to predict that uh, as these economies began to fall, we would see more and more countries adopting Bitcoin. Cool. We already got two under our belt and the other 40 who are, you know, probably thinking about it behind the scenes. The last part was is that as the U.S. dollar continues to inflate, people around the world would be looking for an answer to be able to protect their money. The idea being that you, yes, you right now listening to this, you are losing money every single month and every single year because of inflation. If you are not getting a 10% yearly increase in your uh, paycheck, well, the 9% is going to hit you pretty hard. Therefore, you are going to lose money and people would look for a way to be able to um, offset the losses, especially as banks are also offering 0.1% interest, you kind of get the idea. The answer would be, in essence, crypto. And why, you know, whittling it down, it would be Bitcoin. As people would know, there are only 21 million of them. There are never going to be any more that can, will be, or ever will be created. There are tons of Bitcoin already lost because people lost their computers, lost their passwords, what have you. And on the other side, uh, we know mathematically exactly how much Bitcoin is going to be created. Like, this is a very important point. Like, it's not simply that Bitcoin, uh, we see exactly how much is going to be created. It's that it's mathematical. There's no longer a discussion of will inflation be higher next month? No, we know for Bitcoin exactly what it's going to be. We know in, in four years after the halving is taking place, 
exactly how much Bitcoin will be emitted. We know in a we, we literally know in 120 years how much Bitcoin will be created by the network because it's all math. It's it's very plain and simple. And therefore, as these economies began to collapse, more people would get into Bitcoin. We'd see a higher Bitcoin price. And this is why we had a lot of people speculating, even back in 2017, 2018, that by 2022, we'd see a half a million dollar Bitcoin. This is why there was so much energy last year to a, a, a $100,000 Bitcoin. But none of that transpired because we're so correlated to the old market. So I wonder... Will there ever be an actual Bitcoin decoupling? Will we simply just have to wait until the stock market is going back up? Then what's the point of Bitcoin? Why not just invest in stocks? What's the point of being in this market if we are just another brand new shinier stock market? If Bitcoin's price doesn't actually move. If you were, if you remember, what's the name of that country? I don't remember. This was 2015, 2016. Uh, there was some Southern European country, can't remember the name of it. I can like picture it in my head, but I don't remember the name of it. And they, no, it's not Lebanon. They were they were going through some really crazy economic hoo-how. And their government basically froze bank accounts, weren't allowing people to get their money out of it. And it was a real big economic crisis. And off of that news alone, that month, Bitcoin kept on going up. This was years and years and years ago. Every time that we had indications in the market that inflation was really bad or that inflation was is normally supposed to be between 1% and 2% within the U.S. This is their normal target that they tried to hit. If it was ever 2.4%, that month, Bitcoin actually went up in price. There, there was no, oh, stocks are falling, Bitcoin is also falling, or stocks are going up, Bitcoin is also going up. Bitcoin moved on its own based on world economic data. You know, that Bitcoin's not its own entity, but people into Bitcoin were looking at how the world was faring, and they used Bitcoin as an actual safe haven. This is why a lot of times you still hear uh, people talking about and or mocking our market, saying, well, I, I thought Bitcoin was a safe haven asset. It's because it used to be. But so many new people have gotten into it, and they don't understand what it actually is or what it's for. Bitcoin's meant to take over the old system. Bitcoin is meant to be infinitely divisible, so that if at, at a certain point, one Bitcoin is equal to 100 million Satoshis. If at some point we have so many people using the Bitcoin network, network consensus can be voted on, all the people around the world who are running, running nodes and yada, 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 and they can say, hey, add on three more zeros to make it more inclusive to other people around the world. This can be voted on, not to add more Bitcoin, but to simply add more digits so that Bitcoin goes a lot further when people are trying to use it. Like everything is already there. If you want to look for what an answer would be to solve all of these problems, it would be Bitcoin. But everyone's just a, a large portion of people are into the market and they don't care. And that's the most dangerous part. Because if you don't care about what Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies could actually do to a failing economic system... You're simply just pushing Bitcoin into that economic system so that if the stock market falls or if the stock market drops or if inflation is destroying the planet, Bitcoin simply goes down along with it. On news that inflation was already above 5 or 6% last year, Bitcoin should have gone to 70000 by itself. 
There shouldn't have been a conversation of, well, the stock market's going up because the Federal Reserve is continuing to print money and pushing it into the stock market, and therefore that's why it's going up, and then Bitcoin goes up. It should be, oh, inflation's high. They're continuing to print fake money to be able to push the stock market up. Bitcoin's going up. As the stock market fell, it should have been because inflation numbers are very high. They're going to continue raising interest rates and people are looking for a safe haven, a place to put their money and Bitcoin goes up. Not the stock market falls because Bitcoin is tied so closely to it right now. This is why the idea of, and I'm going to say this in in the nicest way, of people begging for regulations is going to destroy our market. You are putting us in the same exact basket as the other markets. There's no real difference then between the cryptocurrency market and the stock market or the housing market or anything else that has tons of regulations on top of it. I think that regulations to a certain degree are needed and acceptable, especially when it comes to all these protocols and DeFi things crumbling and collapsing and BitConnect kind of things. But if you say that Bitcoin is a commodity or a security and every other coin is a commodity or a security and falls under this and you have to do this and do that to be able to make a DeFi platform and you have to talk to this person and sign up for this paperwork, it's just the stock market but online or on a blockchain. So I, the word's not lost faith. It's more of a, we, we spoke about this last year as no, 2020. The beginning of 2020, when everything was going, beginning completely insane, I spoke to all of you, and I don't remember the video, and I said, this is is the test. This is it right here. For seven years before, everything that was thrown at us was, in the event of a crisis, Bitcoin would be the thing that floats to the top. Regardless of what the other altcoins did, regardless of what happened to this coin or this protocol or this so-and-so, People would realize, especially people who've been in Bitcoin, would come to understand that Bitcoin is the answer that people are looking for. And that would get more people into the market. And I assume a lot of it also has to do with price manipulation, if we can be completely honest with ourselves. There are so many rich people in the market. And it's not that I don't trust them, but these people don't care about us. They, we, 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 are, not a, we are not a factor in their lives at all. They want to literally go to Mars and leave us behind. Like we are not even in the, the, the equation of what they're trying to do for the future. So the idea of them getting into the market, talking to people, figuring out how much they need to buy and sell at any given time or what any given crypto exchange or move coins around to be able to move prices so that it's better for them to be able to get into the market or keep the prices low for however long seems absolutely believable. You've seen people do worse things to get $50 from someone. And I'm sure someone just shook their head and they were like, yes. So the idea of becoming a trillionaire from this market, you know, I assume people would be doing rather uh, not so nice things to kind of get there. But um, Bitcoin and and the wider cryptocurrency market are dramatically failing the test. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do, it's not just about hype. It's about lack of knowledge that people willingly have for the market and simply not caring. Like, it's, it's, Remember all the other times when Jamie Dimon, Warren Buffett, you name it, all the, all the uh, hedge fund people, all of them, every single one, 
2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, when they were screaming and telling people how terrible crypto was and how bad crypto was. And then we started getting rapid news that they were all into crypto. Every single one of them, how they all lied to get all these people out of the market. It's, it's this weird idea of, oh no, that's happening. You should also be afraid. Oh no, this is happening. You should definitely sell. And then we got news that all these whale wallets were buying after they told everyone to sell and people did sell. And so I'm like, why are you people still listening to Warren Buffett or Munger or even Elon Musk? Like, why take financial advice from these people who don't care for you or care about you? They're already rich. The point of the cryptocurrency market in the cryptocurrency space, for those of you who forgot what Satoshi Nakamoto actually is, is money for everyone else. The people who are rich off of the system, the old system, want the old system to continue. They don't care about us. The idea of Bitcoin is, once again, infinitely divisible for everyone on the planet to have a chunk of it so that we can all transact amongst ourselves without having to go through the old system. I was just traveling recently. How many of you went to or are in a country or have seen something where you couldn't even use your card? Tons of banks around the world uh, have like 24-hour outages. You can't use it. You go to the people and they go, I'm sorry, cash only. And you're like, what year is this? What do you mean cash only? That, that, doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. So I am a little... I'll end the thought here. I, I, I'm a little concerned as to where the cryptocurrency space is going to go. I'm terrified of seeing an event where the Fed announces that they have to or are going to keep interest rates where they currently are and or maybe lower them in a year. Or they may turn the hyper money print, which is already on, but you know, printing more money to be able to start buying securities and equities like they were doing over the last 12, 13 something or other odd years. And then the stock market goes up and then the cryptocurrency market goes up. That means that once again, people have not learned and are simply following what the old market does. Because the part of the problem is, is that if we go up when they go up, when they crash, we collapse. So I hope that if world events continue to unfold, if we continue to see inflation at these levels... If we continue to see other economies collapsing, that at a certain point, Bitcoin's price will actually react. It could be that it's simply such an uncertain time that we have moved down in the market because of that, which is also true. But we've also slid down because the other markets have gone down. Remember how I told you like all the time, all these people like bears and whales and sharks and and, and what's the other animal? Bears and bulls and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, it has nothing to do with these things. Part of the problem is, is that when the stock market drops, we also drop. That should not be happening. Us hearing that, there are at least 60 countries on the planet who have an inflation rate higher than 9%, even higher than 5% is also a little wonky and it's kind of terrible should be terrifying everyone. You are literally losing money every single year with your money just simply being in your bank account. I was talking with my friends yesterday. Hello, friends. And the question was, what do we do with our money? That was the actual question. We were talking about real estate. We were talking about returns there. We were talking about getting into, I mean, I'm already in. 
but diving deeper back into the NFT market or trying to buy this or and gold never even came into question. But it was this really weird, like, where do we put our money? Because everything is collapsing globally, economically, like where's a safe haven to put it? The idea years ago was that it would be Bitcoin. And even the craziest part is gold is also dropping on certain days. So much uncertainty. All right, I'm going to move on from there. Um, but it's nice to see the optimism from a lot of people in the cryptocurrency space who believe that by the next halving, we will be at some astronomically high Bitcoin price. But for the sake of the entirety and longevity of our market, we have to move on our own. We, we cannot, we cannot be correlated to any other market. There has to be an anti-correlation. If inflation goes up, we have to go up. If the US dollar becomes incredibly strong, this makes sense for then Bitcoin's price to actually go down. 9.1% inflation means Bitcoin should have gone up by 9.1%. Anyway, that's all the price news, um, at least the, you know, the fraction of it, because once again, watch yesterday's video because everything that happened yesterday is still going on. None of that has actually stopped. It's actually gotten a little bit worse since then. And without further ado, let's move on. Okay, here's the section of the video where a lot of really weird stuff is going to start happening. There's been so many discussions about things as of late, and it's kind of getting out of hand. In response to a Twitter user who speculated that the Vasil hard fork for Cardano might not happen until well beyond the end of July, Cardano developer Cators, Cotters, I don't know, is putting on reassuring remarks. There's a tweet for it right there. Someone talking about that they're expecting a delay in the Cardano thing. Um, and then here's the response from him. It says, most of the bugs reported here concern the Cardano SLI, which is just the command line utility and the Haskell high-level interface interface. Okay, so far the node itself, i.e. the ledger, Network and consensus bit seem pretty stable. Um, I haven't. Well, first of all, I was away, and you know, uh, the other part being, um, I'm not sure if you've seen. There's a lot of internal weird fighting happening in the cryptocurrency space right now, where everyone's kind of like pointing fingers at everyone else. We're gonna get a little bit more into it later on, but uh, part of the issue that a lot of people who have invested in these projects are currently having is that dates are constantly wrong and they're not even like a week off they're like two years off in many cases a friend of mine was asking me just yesterday about ethereum and ethereum 2.0 and how high you know were the price predictions for this project and I told him, I was like, well, part of the issue is, is that uh, the upgrade was expected in January, and then January became March, and then March became May, and then May became June, and then June became end of June, and then end of June became July, and then end of July became uh, August, it just makes sense. And now August, it just makes sense from that uh, uh, event, 
now is whispering around the idea of September. I'm pretty sure that this Vasile hard fork, wasn't that supposed to have happened at the end of May? I believe it was. And then we had news that it was going to be delayed because what what was it? The, the purple um, test net had to talk to the white test net, which had to talk to the green test. I'm not joking. Like they have colored test nets. And I was like, so these the, the news of delays is getting really intense. But on top of that, people are throwing digital mud at each other. And it's getting a little ridiculous at this point. Once again, we'll go over that later on because that's also actually in the news. But as it stands right now, the news, I guess, is, is that the Cardano hard fork is still going to take place at the appropriate time. Uh, but will it? My friend believes that these hard forks are being delayed for money. The <coughs> wow, that was terrible. <coughs> Sorry about that. Taking in too much air once. The idea basically being, he thinks, and I also kind of think this as well. Sorry for coughing like right into the microphone. I mean, you know, it's either that or dying. Um, the idea basically being, when the market is trending downward, nobody wants to release their upgrade because it kind of gets washed away by the downtrend market. However, if price is already going up by 4.567% per day and you release the idea of an upgrade or so-and-so or hard fork is happening, prices will then, then begin to accelerate. But the issue also is, is that if you don't release the upgrade, prices won't move up. They'll continue to go down but delays keep happening. And the more delays that happen, the more people lose faith in your project. The more people that lose faith in the project, the more people that sell, the more people that sell, the price goes lower. It's another vicious loop. But we'll see. I try to remain optimistic. I think Cardano has only met the timeline for one of their upgrades. It was the one before this. I think it was Shelly. Where they move or were proof of stake or were staking. I don't know what they were doing. I, that was the only one I think was actually relatively on time. But now rumors are once again floating around that this may be delayed. And I wouldn't be, I would not be surprised if we got to like September, October and still didn't have this hard fork. Because I'm, I'm assuming now for Ethereum, it's probably not going to happen until December. And it's crazy how you can continue to string people along like that. And this is why I think so many people, not even leaving the market, people are very fatigued because... The idea of waiting six years already for... Six years! Can you imagine waiting six years for anything? Imagine something that you really want. Imagine waiting six years for that. When you were told that it was going to happen in a month. Would, would you stick around? If someone said, hey, dude, let's, let, let's go to Bali next month. And then six years later, you still had not gone. I'm still looking at those tickets. I don't. I don't think Ethereum 2.0 is going to happen in September. I doubt it's going to happen in October. I think if we have any type of and that and that's the worst part. If we have any type of price reversal, I assure you, that's when they'll announce that. Anyway, that's the Cardano hard fork is apparently still happening news. Let's move on. And in the most popular news story of the day, and I mean popular 
news story of the day. Layer 2 scaling platform Polygon has been selected to partake in Disney's 2022 accelerator program to build on Polygon's Web3 technology, which will commence this week. The Ethereum scaling platform is one of six projects to be accepted into the accelerator program, which is focused this year on augmented reality, non-fungible tokens, and artificial intelligence, according to a statement from the Walt Disney Company on the 13th of July. Polygon CEO Ryan Watt noted on Wednesday that Polygon was the only blockchain selected to Disney's prestigious accelerator program. For those of you who don't know, Disney already has NFTs through Vivi. But the news has been, at least behind the scenes, that they were about to get very serious about getting into the NFT space and also into the metaverse space because we had rumors that Disney was going to be creating their own metaverse, which just seems, I, I, I think if they didn't, that would be the weirdest thing in the entire world. Uh, the news, however, today is, is that the only uh, crypto blockchain thing that they chose was Polygon. We've been going over Polygon and Matic for the last couple of months. Polygon is like de facto, kind of, I know that it's not. I understand that it is not. But it has kind of become like the de facto scaling solution that Ethereum has been trying to become for about six years now. It has no fees or like zero to like one cent fees to be able to send a transaction of any size. They're like the main go-to place on Ethereum for NFTs right now as well. I think they do thousands of transactions per second. And this is kind of what always gets me. It's like Polygon kind of came out of nowhere and they work. Ethereum's been around for a very long time. Why doesn't Ethereum have exactly what Polygon has right now? Did anybody get that? Like, why why hasn't Ethereum upgraded to simply just be like Polygon? Because if we had two Polygons going on, imagine going from 15 transactions per second, which is what Ethereum currently does, to 5,000. And then you also had Polygon on top, which also did 5,000. Feel like we'd be in a very different spot right now. And here's a tweet from him right here. Uh, this was the... Most popular news story of the day, uh, Polygon's token Matic, of course, went up in price. Or rather, you know what? I'm going to rephrase that. Surprisingly, it went up in price. Why do I say surprisingly? Because every other time that we get actual good news about any other thing happening in the cryptocurrency space, the coin's prices don't actually go up. Bitcoin's price should be a lot higher. Cardano's usage should also, price-wise as well, should also be a lot higher. So many other coins, we get great news. We get great, I mean like really amazing, even altcoin news all the time. This happened, that happened, they bought this. Some companies talking about buying half a billion dollars worth of that. And then the price ends up going down that day. So congratulations to Polygon and Matic for being chosen uh, by Disney. And also congratulations to everyone who's holding the coin because it actually went up on good news. Doesn't that seem weird? Shouldn't you always just assume that prices would go up based off of good news? So I assume by the end of the year, we will hear news rumblings of um, 
the the Disney metaverse. I assume it's going to be built on top of Polygon or a side chain or something or a portion of it is going to be there as well, which is crazy to think about because if they actually, if you get Disney's metaverse built on top of you, your blockchain is basically secured for life. Like, think of that. Imagine Disney buying a gigantic plot of land and making something called Disneyland 3.0. That plot of land is going to be pretty valuable for a very long time as long as that theme park continues to exist. So anyway, I assume we will hear more about this as the as the year goes on because, of course, that's how the crypto news uh, works. There's also a lot of... Well, there have been rumors for a while. I don't know where these rumors came from. For those of you who are um, into VV as well, the idea of uh, that... This is speculation. There's no confirmation on this. This is speculation. No one has confirmed this. That apparently the um, Disney NFTs already on Vivi would have some type of interoperability or workability uh, with Disney itself. There's all these like rumors going around that some of the NFTs, like the, the golden ones... Uh, would allow you to have like free access to like a Disney park or something like that for life or once again rumors uh but Disney is going full steam ahead and this is an official partnership with Vivi as well so you know you know logic is lining up there what's this one is the same exact thing ah uh, no that's also something else yeah that's the um popular news of the day Polygon is working with Disney officially um, on blockchain, Web3, NFTs, and we can only assume a metaverse. Yeah. Let's move on. Also in the news, um, troubled cryptocurrency lender Celsius has announced that it has filed for chapter, chapter, chapter 11 bankruptcy protection in New York. In a Wednesday statement, Celsius filed voluntary petitions for reorganization under Chapter 11. Why do I keep saying Chapter? Chapter 11, I guess because of the 11 of the U.S. Bankruptcy Code in the United States Bankruptcy Court for the Southern District of New York to start a financial restructuring process. The company stated that it has $167 million in cash to support certain operations during the restructuring process, Celsius last month stopped withdrawals, swaps, and transfers between accounts, citing the need to stabilize its business and protect its customers, according to the bankruptcy filing. They said, this is the right decision for our community and company. We have a strong and experienced team in place to lead Celsius through this process. I am confident that when we look back at the history of Celsius, we will see this as a defining moment where acting will, with resolve and confidence, serve the community and strengthen the future of the company. So, uh, the other popular news, and it's not uh, popular for a happy reason, is that Celsius has filed for bankruptcy. Um, I will tell you right now, in the most honest terms, I can barely tell you what Celsius does. Why? Uh, because there are so many projects that keep popping up in the cryptocurrency space, so many DeFi, so many this, so many that, uh, that I knew and told a lot of you years ago were complete garbage. Remember when we were making fun of all the, all the 
protocols that sounded like food? Right, yeah, those. And all these things now are constantly collapsing. This is like the eighth one in the last three and a half months. Uh, Part of the problem is, is that real people are being affected by these things. It's not simply that this company is filing for bankruptcy or, you know, whatever. It's no, like people can't get their money out of these platforms. They can't do anything. Their money's locked inside of them. A lot of these companies come forward and say, hey, it's no problem. Just give us about 24 hours. We will fix the problem. And a lot of them are disappearing. Not the Celsius people, but a lot of the other projects that have um, shut down for maintenance and stuff like that. Their websites are gone. The people themselves are gone. Nobody can find them. And this is a very big mimic of 2016, 2017, when a whole bunch of things were popping up. And it was very easy to, you know, it just kind of is what it is. Um, All I can say is please try to be diligent in some sort of way where you put your money. Um, a lot of these things were too good to be true from the very beginning. I told you a lot. This is not me having a a fatherly talk with you. It's more of a, if someone's offering you 18% per year return, that's not sustainable. It's probably a scam. If someone's offering you 40, I I see so many YouTubers still talking about, I, some guy's video a couple days ago was like, how I'm making $15,000 per day. I clicked. It was clickbait. And I watched, and he's an, I mean, the riskiest protocols in the entire world. He's like, yeah, only have 10000 in this one, but it's paying me this much. And I'm like, that's still a huge amount of money to be risking on something. He, he was even talking about casually how he had been rug pulled multiple times. And yeah, I lost 17K on that one. And it's like, that's not normal. Like, you're just setting yourself up for really weird failure. But I know people like to gloat and have clout and drip and diamonds and all these other words that people are saying now just to... Uh, brag to other people how much they're making, but it's like, dude, you know, you're not. Anyway, so um, I expect that we are going to see a lot more of these collapses, a lot more of these bankruptcies, a lot more of these. I can't pay this. A lot. These are just going to continue happening in the cryptocurrency space. I I think this is maybe one of the tiniest. I mean, it's thin silver linings that we have for prices going down is that a lot of the companies that aren't sustainable are also collapsing so that during the bull run, people don't get into them or remain into them. <sighs> um. Anyway, I have a lot more to say, but yeah, this was also very big news. Uh, Celsius has filed for bankruptcy and apparently the money that they allegedly, that they say that they, say that they have left is going to be into trying to pay people back or whatever the case might be. But I feel like $167 million is definitely not enough to pay back what they or people need to whatever. So um, just always make sure you know where your money is, your crypto is, and hopefully it's safe. Um, you know, the Ledger affiliate link is always down in the description. Um, that'll work for them, but I am an affiliate. So, you know, safety and all that. Alrighty, let's move on. And here's the thing that I was talking about. The the crypto I'm I'm gonna breeze by this. The cryptocurrency space is getting very weird. Uh I can never pronounce this guy's name. I heard it like thrice and I can't do it. Uh Chamath Palehap Petitia um has said that Bitcoin has to be regulated like a security. 
His idea is that in order for Bitcoin to survive, it has to be regulated by regulators. It has to have uh, rules and structure and all these other things around it. And I can't understand for the life of me why he got to that point. I'm not sure if he's so rich that he's forgotten what Bitcoin is actually for or about or that regulating Bitcoin in any way would simply allow the government to have control over it. Because I think the possible scenario in that case would be governments around the world figuring out how to get control over the mining equipment in their countries for mega companies who are working there and changing the network consensus to simply start printing more Bitcoin. It seems unbelievable, but of course that could happen. If every country came together, countries already don't like Bitcoin. If they came together and were like, hey, in order to do business in our country, we have to have also network consensus over, you know, it's very easy to change rules, to change laws or to make new laws that say, if you are mining within this country, Bitcoin, we need to have, you know, a portion of the control of your network. What happens when 51% of the network then decides because they're ruled over by the countries because Bitcoin is regulated, whatever, in these countries? The point to be made is, no, I don't know how he got there. I know that a lot of people used to listen to this guy because he's rich, that period, that was, that, 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 that's always it. The richer you are and the louder you speak in the cryptocurrency space, the more fame that you're actually going to get. You can say anything as a rich person. People will still listen to you. You can, uh, whatever. The other point, I was going to talk about someone, but I will refrain from doing that. Um, No, Bitcoin should not be regulated. Bitcoin is a currency. Bitcoin should be used by everyone around the world without having to tell the US SEC or the CFTC or the US Fed or any other government that you are going to be using it. That's the point of Bitcoin. It doesn't have to be regulated because the algorithm regulates it already. Um, I thought this was a joke. I, the, I, I believe he actually said these words. Uh, billionaire Chamath has called for implementing more stringent regulations for Bitcoin. Why? Who does that benefit? The governments and rich people. Imagine having... No, anyway. So also on top of... I think the cryptocurrency space is losing its mind news. Uh, Vitalik Buterin is in like daily fights on Twitter with people. And I mean like actual like fights. Uh, somebody a couple of days ago was making fun of Ethereum uh, for still not having upgraded. And I did not join them in that um, in those words, but I wholeheartedly agree with them. Six years is a long time. You either know how to upgrade it or you don't. I have never seen anything else except for things in the cryptocurrency space try to normalize the idea of an upgrade taking more than a year or two years or five years. It doesn't make any sense. So people were talking about, listen, Ethereum, if you can't do it, just tell everybody that you can't do it so we can all move along, move to a new project. You can collapse and even just all simply just use Polygon because Polygon seems to be the it thing right now. Um, but Vitalik like took out his claws, I almost said Catwoman claws, and was basically like, you know, fighting these people online, talking about how they had no idea what they're talking about. And now there's a whole discussion going on because somebody from the 
SEC. I don't know what these letters are anymore. Uh, basically, was talking about how they think that Bitcoin is the only commodity and everything else is a security, which if that happens, for those of you who don't know, would be detrimental to the, the entire cryptocurrency space. I keep seeing people having this conversation on Twitter, on Reddit, basically talking about what it would mean if every coin became a security. Uh, the market would collapse completely and utterly. You saw what happened to uh, Ripple, and you saw what happened to... What was the other one who just had a, 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 a lawsuit against them about being an unregistered security? Was it Solana? I, 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 I'm not a thousand percent sure. If we get to the point where the SEC can go after every single company, every single cryptocurrency company, and find them $100 million for having sold unregistered securities, which also makes no sense because that law is from 1920, right, uh, to every American, the entire market collapses and all that survives is Bitcoin. So people have been, I mean, every single proof of stake coin at this point is like defending themselves from left to right on Twitter and online. And it says Vitalik claps back. These aren't clapbacks. It, it just sounds crazy at this point. He's, he's pulling a, um, also this guy as well, uh, um, Charles Hoskinson. Uh, stop. Can someone take their phones away? Can someone delete their Twitter and their Instagram? I don't know if they're using Facebook anymore, but if they have a TikTok and they're doing dances, take it away from them as, as well because it's kind of like sad at this point. It's like everyone's just like attacking them, but the way that they're defending themselves is kind of like, no, you're a poopy head. No, you, 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 I am, I am rubber. You are glue. And it's like, can, can you guys, can you guys stop it? This is also news every single day. I just never bring you this particular news because it's a little, a little bit embarrassing uh, sometimes, but yeah, there's a huge thing going on where people are talking about that. Cardano won't be able to do their upgrade properly. And that's why we had the other news story of the guy being like, hey, this is probably going to happen. And that if they do have the upgrade, it'll actually do nothing or the code isn't correct. And also people are saying the exact same thing for Ethereum and many other proof of stake coins. There's also like a, a mini like rumble going on even more than other years between proof of stake and proof of work. And that proof of work is kind of the superior one. And then people are like, no proof of stake is it because he uses less electricity and all these other nonsensical things. And then also in the news, uh, it says Charles Hoskinson, Hoskinson takes a dig at Jimmy's song after a new Twitter post. What's wrong with these people? Like, I don't, I feel like if all the attention that they're giving to Twitter and having these fights were actually put on the projects, I think we would have had Ethereum 2.0 like nine and a half years ago. We would have all the Ethereum and and, 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 and Cardano upgrades. I, I can't put my finger on it. It's also, I mean, for those of you who don't know the history of, of Twitter fights, uh, a lot of people have left Twitter over the last couple of years. I mean, completely just deleted their Twitter because they used to get into so many fights. Like the guy from, from Terra Luna as well. What is it? What is it about older men wanting to fight? with people on on Twitter or in general like stop get, like get an actual life um anyway yeah this was also I don't want to use the word popular news uh but this is everyday news there's something I don't know what's going on with 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 Cardano guy 
every single time someone says something to him, he reacts. I mean, like immediately. He makes it a YouTube video and just starts screaming at them. I mean, Roger Ver did the exact same thing. I think they all kind of do the same thing. Um, Craig Wrong also did the same. I mean, they, they, they all just kind of... Why? Like, what's the what's the point? Like, you're first of all, they're already rich. Like, go live, go live, go sit on an island somewhere and just code and just delete Twitter. I feel like you'd live a much better life if you did that. But anyway, that's the um, crypto creators are fighting about proof of work and proof of stake and what's a security and what's not, and if they're gonna have their upgrades or not gonna have them or. I'm telling you, it's going to be December. I feel it. I, I feel a really weird thing in the air that the people from, from Ethereum are going to be like, December just seems right. And then, you know, anyway, right. Let's move on. As always, a very special thank you to my Patreon supporters, GBU Wally, Bubble Mode, How's Life Austin, Auspicious Agile and Blockchain, Jamie Saad, Blockchain Simplified, and let's move on. Empire Queen, Roman Geba, Bitcoin Ben, Arachno Dave, Tony Ambrosi, The Dealers Den, Captain Something in the Z, Wade Lay, Mowarazi, VB Nerd 21, Miguel Grillet, Lauren DeSilva, Quoted, Biddy, Troy, All Good, Space Case, Need a Miracle, Paternoster, Navarro Williams, Utopia 569, Moonman High, XRP, Martin Steuer, Nostromo, John Sarson, The Anima Reader, Abilophobia, Todd Mullis, Adam Grasick, Wise Knight, Owl, 242 to the World, Bankroll Network, Crypto Artist, Coldy 3D, Setsuna, Richie Rich the Third, Paxis, Nick Mangialavori, Jim Gardner, Jeremy Fox, Minting Coins, Yes to Crypto, Bodhi McBoatface, Anytime Fitness, Monks, Corner Staff, Bake Me a Cake, Tigger Ramachanisa, On Crypto with Lionel, and Crayola Michelle URL. Thank you very much for your continued support. Thank you to everyone who is a member of the channel. Thank you to everyone who is a clicker of affiliate links. Thank you to everyone who's still here. I was <laughs> almost just said welcome. That doesn't make any sense. At the moment, Bitcoin is at $19,984. It is up by 2.5%. In the last 24 hours, I assume as the day goes on, we will see if Bitcoin ends up moving based off of what the uh, stock market does. Because Bitcoin doesn't move by itself anymore. The economy has collapsed. Like we are we like we are there. We are at the bottom. And Bitcoin's not moving on its own. It's either being manipulated, which is probably what's happening, or and uh people are just panic selling because they think that Bitcoin is another stock. And I remember hearing that, and it's terrible. People asking, um, how much Bitcoin stock should I buy? Ethereum is currently up by 4%. It is at $1,099. Binance Coin is up by 2.9%. Solana is up by 3.4%. How Solana keeps doing it, I don't... That coin had eight problems this year. That, that kind of... That, that to me just shows that people have no idea what's going on. Or what should be going on. Or that you shouldn't be in a project that had eight problems and... and, and it is not even August. Polkadot is up by 1.5%. Shiba Inu is up by 2.8%. Polygon is up by 16%. 24% in the last seven days. Uniswap is up by 10. Litecoin is up by 1. FTX is up by 4. Kronos. Wasn't, wasn't this something else before? This had another name. 
is up by 3.9 percentile points. Cosmos is up by 5.4. Algorand is up by 2.3. Internet computer is up by internet computer. Is up by 3.2 percentile points. The sandbox is up by 3.8. Apecoin is up by 4.2. Okay, alrighty. Elron Egold is up by 7. Axie Infinity is up by 3. Ave is up by 13 percentile points. Yeah. I do hope uh, that you've all enjoyed. I do hope that you all have a, what's today? A great Thursday. Great morning, great afternoon, great evening, wherever you are, wherever you might be. I do hope it's absolutely fantastic. Thank you all once again for watching, listening, and or supporting. And I will most certainly be talking to you all soon. See you.